Giants fans, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Only a Giant. So I have a lot I want to get to tonight. Um, you know, it's it's when it's Wednesday night. We have definitely some free agency news we want to get to. I'll do a quick beer of the week, and then we'll kind of just jump right in because a lot of news. I don't really want to waste too much time with the beer of the week this week. So kind of just getting right into it. We're going to do something a little bit different tonight. We're going to do an Ellicottville Bach. It's about 7%, supposed to be smooth and full of bodied, smooth and full bodied with Slovenian hops. So about to give this a, give this a try and, and I already have it open here, so we'll jump right into it. Okay. I wouldn't, for, for me personally, you know, going off initial taste, I wouldn't say it was completely full-bodied. Seemed a little, you know, just not full-bodied. <laughs> didn't really, didn't really smack you in the face. Didn't really, you didn't get like that initial bold flavor that I thought I was going to get. Wasn't bad by any means. I do like Ellicottville beer. Uh, but I would, I would probably give that like a 3.5 on... Uh, on the Untapped app, which is where I actually have an account set up called Only a Giant Podcast. You can always, you know, kind of follow me on there and, and look at some of the the beers I've tried. And, you know, cheers and, and kind of give that feedback if you want to. It's definitely cool to have a little interaction on there. So, yeah, like I said, I kind of wanted to keep that short and sweet. So we jump right into free agency. Guys, you know, Giants are making moves. Um, maybe it's not the sexiest of moves yet you know but I, I like what we're doing so far I was definitely a little worried about the Leonard Williams situation because you know had we not signed him long term boy you almost have to consider rescinding the tag just with you know the way the current contracts are working out with players like Shaq Barrett getting around like 17 mil and on that second tag he was going to get going to get around 19 million for for the year, so that number had to come down. You know, it was really kind of handicapping the Giants a little bit, I think. But of course, there's always ways around it, and I'm sure the Giants could have figured out a way to to not have it adversely affect them as much. But you know, they got the deal done. Three years, sixty three million, twenty two point five for a signing bonus, roughly looking at like twenty one million a year. But they actually converted seven point five million towards a signing bonus, and that means his his base salary for for this year is only three point five. So that really kind of helps helps clear up some money this year. That means his his cap hits only eleven mil. Of course, next year his cap hit jumps a lot. It jumps up to twenty six point five. But you know. Giving giving us a little bit of flexibility for next or for sorry for this year, I think is important. One of one of the kind of cool features of this deal is it is it's a three year deal. The cap hit for twenty twenty three is twenty five point five mil, but if I believe if they release him before the start of the season, maybe like in free agency around that time, it actually is only. Only 7.5 of the deal is guaranteed. So they do have an out in that third year. 
And even maybe that that's something that they can push down the road a little bit further if they wanted to restructure, if he's still playing well. So there are options there that that they can they can address if needed, you know, if he's not playing up to up to his potential or if they're just not liking what's happening or, you know, things kind of go downhill from there. Who knows? Um, so that's a Leonard Williams signing and that kind of really opened the door for some other signings and we'll get right into one of them, which is, I, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name completely here, but Colin Galasapia. He is a fullback. He's played for the Texans and kind of seems like a fun player you know he really didn't play too much last year i believe he got hurt yeah he only played seven games but watching some film on him watching some highlights this guy has a high motor he's always running hard he's a big special teamer and he is a fullback so he could potentially compete with elijah penny for the the spot elijah penny doesn't have like this crazy contract you know he's only gonna hit for nine hundred and ninety thousand. For that's his base salary for 2021, but there is no dead cap hit. So if the Giants decided to cut Elijah Penny and, and stick with uh, with Gillespie here, then they could certainly do that. So something I, th- I think mainly for him, I would say this is more of like a special teams signing. But let him compete. You know, let him see if if he can be a fullback on this team, and if he can, then awesome. You know. <laughs> Next signing I want to talk about a little bit is John Ross, who signed, I believe, for 2.5 mil. And I'm excited about this signing. A couple things I want to say about about John Ross. When he came out of college, he he came out of Washington, I believe, he wasn't looked at as like this big first-round talent. I think he was looked at more like late first, maybe early second. And then he ran a 4-2-2. Some of the knocks on him coming out of the draft was he, he's just not polished. He's not a polished receiver yet. And I think he's still working on his craft, working on his game. So this signing to me is kind of kind of a kick kicking the tires kind of signing. But let's see what we have here. Let's see if we can develop him a little bit more into a complete wide receiver. And if not, hey, he's got 4-2-2 speed. We can let Daniel Jones get that deep ball going a little bit. Kind of a cool story with John Ross is last year, well, maybe not cool, but he was actually cross-training as a cornerback last year to try to kind of get some more playing time, get on the field. And unfortunately, he got hurt, and I believe he was out for the rest of the year after that. But that just kind of goes to show you the type of player he is. You know, he he's he wants to fight. He wants to to play and he's willing to do what it takes to play. So kind of a cool little story there. I would say with, with John Ross, it's a one year deal. If it doesn't work, whatever, you know, he's gone. In my opinion, signing him, even signing Kenny Galladay or someone of that nature does not change the fact that we still need to draft a receiver, but I think it just leaves that first round pick a little more open to where we're not pigeonholed into only being able to look at receivers. If there's not a receiver there that we look at 11, maybe we go Micah Parsons, maybe we go cornerback, maybe we go, you know, Quiddy Pay or something like that. So I just think this signing and any other future wide receiver signings helps cloud the picture of what the Giants might do at 11. 
And that just, it's something nice, nice to do because, you know, in the past with, you know, Pat Shermer and, and God, even to a point, Tom Coughlin and, and Ben McAdoo, teams knew what we were going to do in the draft. And it, it really kind of handcuffed us, us a little bit and, and cost us some picks, you know, it, kind of a perfect example is the Eli Apple draft pick. You know, we were looking at uh, Jack Conklin, I believe is who it was. And then we were looking at Leonard Floyd, who we were rumored going after this week too. And teams knew that and jumped in front of us. And then we kind of got caught with our pants down and, you know, drafted Eli Apple. And man, I, I, I don't even know if he's playing anymore at this point. So that's what I would, I would take from that signing. And, you know, even if we do sign someone like Kenny, Kenny Galladay, which I'll get to in a couple minutes here, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the giants aren't they're They're not out of drafting a receiver. That's still a certainly a possibility in the first round and the second round. And there's a lot of good receivers in this draft. So if they do, then I think we're going to be set. Next signing I want to talk about a little bit is Devonte Booker. <sighs> kind of a weird signing. You know, it, it, 2021 is it's a $2.5 million hit and it escalates to three mil in 2022. Just seems like a weird, weird signing. Originally, I was kind of okay with the signing and I didn't really care that much about the money. And then Marlon Mack went for one year, two mil. And it kind of made me like, man, I'd love to have Marlon Mack. I'm, I'm not even saying anything about Devontae Booker. I'm just specifically talking about the contracts between the two. And it just seems weird to me, you know, I wonder if there's something else there, you know, maybe they're a little concerned that Saquon Barkley isn't going to be healthy this year. Maybe they're really going to try to focus on, you know, running backs that can catch the ball to the backfield and, and pass block. But I guess the other side of this too, guys, is we, we have no running backs on this roster other than Saquon Barkley and what's that, that Platzgummer guy or whatever from Germany. So Kind of a weird signing for the the cost, but the player specifically, I don't mind. I do actually like Devontae Booker. I think he's a great signing. He's someone that is runs really hard between the tackles. He's a great pass blocker, and that's something that, unfortunately, Saquon just isn't good at. So having someone that can, can pass block right now, I think, next to Saquon is a good thing. So the player itself, like I said, I'm not upset about. It's just... I just don't love the contract, especially after seeing Marlon Mack sign. Um, the other thing I think I'll address with that is I've, I've seen people getting mad about this signing because, you know, why not just give that money to Wayne Gallman? Well, A, I, I still think Wayne Gallman is asking for more money or probably wants more money. Obviously, there's no confirmation on that. We don't know. But the other side of that is I just don't think Wayne Gallman fits what we need in a backup running back. You know, he filled in admirably for us last year, and, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. But he's a back that needs carries. And in this offense, he's probably not going to get them. You know, the majority of them are going to go to Saquon. You might get, you know, a handful, five or six or seven carries, plus a couple of receptions. You're, you know, just in for pass blocking situations. And that's just not what Wayne Gallman is. Wayne Gallman needs carries. He needs touches. He needs to be in like a one-two attack, not not someone like Saquon Barkley where, you know, he's going to dominate those snaps for the most part, I think. So get off that like mentality of, oh my God, why why not give that to money to Wayne Gallman? I just don't think Wayne Gallman someone that 
was going to come back. You know, he just didn't, doesn't fit what we need. I hope he gets a good contract. I hope he signs somewhere where he can be, you know, one A or one B and he does well because he, he's a good player. I like him a lot. I wish him luck, but it just kind of is what it is, you know? All right. Next is not a signing, but we'll talk a little bit about Nate Solder in that whole contract situation. Kind of in an earlier podcast I had mentioned, and actually this may have been a, the podcast with Murph from Clapback Sports, where we kind of talked about, you know, him being a possible possible player that, you know, comes back and competes for that right tackle position or swing tackle position. And nail on the head, you know, that's that's what it looks like, what's going to happen. Now the key to this whole thing working is the fact that they were able to get our restructure done. And, well, actually, really, at this point, it was not a restructure. It was a pay cut. So they cut approximately 4 mil off his contract, which created $6 million in cap savings, which is actually the same exact amount as if he was cut. So kind of worked for both parties. You know, it freed up a little bit of cap for us, but we're keeping the player. And he stays on a team where he's comfortable and stays in a city where he wants to be because I, I believe he does want to be here for his son and his treatments and everything. So kind of just best for both parties. So I'm happy for Nate that the deal got done, the restructure got done, the pay cut, whatever, and that he's staying. That's that's big. You know, I think that'll be good to, to have some veteran leadership there for Pert. Hopefully Pert earns that job. And if Pert doesn't earn that job, maybe that has more to say about Pert and not about Nate Solder. So I'm pretty happy about that in general. Next, I think we'll jump right into kind of a, I haven't seen it confirmed anywhere yet, but as I'm doing this podcast right now, it's about Wednesday night, time in 1020. I, I really wanted to do this podcast last night or the night before Monday night, but I just wanted to get a little bit more information with free agency. Anyway, though, uh, Jordan Renan reported that Afidi Odenigbo I think is how you pronounce that, has signed with the Giants. I haven't seen it anywhere else yet, so I don't know for sure that it's true. But he is a good player, actually. You know, he's a defensive end. He has played in the last three years he's played and started, actually, it looks like a little bit with Minnesota. And had a couple sacks, had three and a half sacks last year, nothing too crazy. But he's a good player coming off the edge who can seal the edge, who can get some pressure, and just in general a good player. Like I said, I don't know a lot about him, and I, I was kind of really hoping to get a little bit more clarification if we actually did sign him, and then just some information on the contract and stuff. I really, honestly, I haven't seen it anywhere else other than a tweet from Jordan Renan. So, yeah, you know, maybe maybe it happened, and if it did, awesome. I think, you know, he'll be a good addition. We clearly need more talent at that position anyway. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, let's get some more information about it, though, and, and kind of go from there. Last thing I want to talk about as far as free agents before I get into some that we lost or one main one that we lost is Kenny Galladay. So there are reports that he is going to be visiting the Giants tomorrow morning. So by the time you're listening to this, maybe he's already signed with us or maybe he hasn't. You know, we don't really know the exacts yet. I, I just want to temper expectations a little bit yes he is a good player no no doubt in my mind but this guy has had some injury issues in his past started in 2017 with the lions 
and he played in 11 games, but he only started five. Now that, you know, I, I couldn't really confirm whether that was injury or if that was just him kind of getting into the league and, and not really playing too much yet and maybe not starting, you know, just in general. 2018, though, plays in 13 games, so he missed three. Had a great year, though. 119 targets, 70 receptions for 1,063 yards and five touchdowns. So definitely had a good year. The The year that really stepped him up, though, kind of like into that next tier of receivers is his 2019 season where he had, you know, he started all 16 games. He had 116 targets, 65 catches, 1,190 yards. But the big thing was 11 touchdowns. So definitely someone that can produce when he plays. But then you look at his 2020 numbers and he only played in five games, then was hurt. So there's clearly some type of injury concerns there. Um, he is a big receiver, six foot four, two hundred and fourteen pounds, and I would just kind of say it's a wait and see situation. You know, someone that I definitely am intrigued by, and I'd be happy if we signed him because I'll sign off on a, if you know if Judge wants him. I do trust Judge. I trust, for the most part, I trust Gettleman, I think, because I do think they're working together, and that, that kind of alleviates my concerns. If they sign him, I think that means they like what they see. You know, it does sound like there will probably be a physical involved with um, with this meeting tomorrow. So let's wait and see on that a little bit. You know, he is a big receiver. He's definitely kind of something someone we need, but it just kind of, like, blows my mind the the – how the fan base is reacting with him. Like he's going to be the savior of the New York giants. I think he's a good fit for what the giants need. And the production when healthy is there, but let's see what happens. You know, don't, don't get too high. Don't get too low. If they don't sign him, it's not the end of the world. There are other receivers out there and you want to know what the draft is coming up. If they're into, if they're in a position where they need to take a receiver, then they'll take a, a receiver. And you know, Keep in mind, too, adding John Ross is another body, another talented body. So I just wouldn't get too high. I wouldn't get too low on it. And that's kind of all I'll, I'll get to with, with you know, the, the Giants that we've signed or potentially going to sign. I don't really know who else will target. I, I kind of wanted to go after, like, Hassan Reddick. I thought he might have been a, a realistic, realistic opportunity. Um would have loved Corey Davis. That was kind of my go-to receiver, but he signed with the Jets, unfortunately. Um, a giant that we lost, Delvin Tomlinson. Unfortunate situation, I think, that may have had a little bit to play with, with you know, the tie-up with the Leonard Williams negotiations. I still haven't heard officially, officially that he signed as of the league year starting today at four. So, hey, you never know. Maybe... maybe uh, Gettleman is on the phone and trying to make something happen there. I mean, probably not, but you never know. You know, I can hope I can hope there. And if not, you know, we did sign Austin Johnson, who's someone I didn't cover, but he's a player we already had on the, on the team. And then we do have, you know, BJ Hill. We have RJ McIntosh. You never know. They must see something there being they protected him every week on the practice squad. So I just, I think he's not done here yet. Well, we'll, See what happens, though, you know? I did kind of want to go down the list of just kind of league signings that, that have happened so far this, this you know, since since free agencies opened. And there's been a lot. 
there has definitely been a lot. Drew Brees retired. That was kind of a big a big deal. Um, and that kind of paves the way for possibly Jameis Winston to take over. It looks like they signed Taysom Hill to like this massive contract. Keep in mind, it's really, I believe if I remember correctly, it's really just a one-year deal and the rest of the years are avoidable. It was really just a ploy to to stretch out the cap a little bit. Some some other recent signings that have happened today, I guess, and we'll kind of even go a little bit further. Uh, Kyle Van Noy re-signed with the Patriots with a two-year deal worth up to $13.5 million. A little homecoming there. Someone I would have been okay with us looking into, but you know, I know we don't have a bunch of cap room, and it sounds like we're potentially going after Kenny, Gall- Kenny Galladay, so not, not surprising there. Browns have re-signed Rashad Higgins to a one-year deal, and I think that's a, a good signing for them uh, because he kind of knows the system. He's proven when he's there that he can play effectively for them, so I think that's a good signing. Kind of a surprising signing for me is the Vikings are signing Patrick Peterson to a one-year deal with a $10 million deal, I should say, for one year. He actually, I believe on his Instagram account, he said that he was coming back to the Cardinals. And then this kind of happens hours later. So I'm not really sure what happened there, but it does look like it was a confirmed confirmed deal. So Patrick Peterson, someone that's been with the, the Cardinals his whole career, is now making a change and going over to the Vikings, trying to make that defense a little bit stronger. Um, and I believe the Vikings made some other moves, so we'll, we'll kind of look at that too. Next, we have the Raiders have traded Gabe Jackson to the Seattle Seahawks. Not positive on the compensation there, but I don't imagine it's a lot. I know they originally were talking about cutting him. So, you know, I probably a fifth or a sixth or something like that. Nothing too crazy. Kind of a heartbreaker a little bit for me is Curtis Samuel signing with the Washington football team. I know my buddy Curtis is excited about it. Three-year deal worth up to 34.5 mil. I would have loved the Giants to have signed him. I understand that maybe it wouldn't have fit, you know, kind of with his slot ability and and having Shep on the team. But I do think he could have played all over. He's fast. He's, he's still relatively new within that receiver position as he played uh, tailback at Ohio State when he was there. So he's still kind of kind of getting getting his feet wet with the wide receiver position. Yeah, I know he's probably been in the NFL for, what, three or four years at this point. But it, it's a lot to learn, you know, to make that transition. And it showed, you know. So that deal for Washington, I think that's a great deal. Bums me out a little bit because obviously we'll be playing against them. But it's still Washington, so I'm not overly concerned. Jordan Lewis has signed with the Dallas Cowboys for a three-year deal worth a max of 16.5 mil. Um, he was there last year, so I think he was just a free agent and you know wanted to stay with Dallas. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are re-signing Ryan Suckup to a three-year deal worth 12 mil. Definitely a good signing there. He, he proved to be a, a good kicker for them. Next, we have the Seattle Seahawks signing free agent tight end Gerald Everett. Good signing here. Sneaky, sneaky good signing. He could be somebody that, you know, if I was in, well, I am, but in fantasy leagues, I think, you know, someone like Gerald Everett with the Seahawks would be someone I would 
target as kind of a sleeper. You know, he's probably not going to go as, you know, tight end one, two or three or four or five, but maybe, you know, tight end seven, eight, nine. I would look for him to be someone that I, I would, I would look at. He's a super talented dude. And I think he could fit right into that, what that offense wants him to do. He's faster than what they had last year and someone like Greg Olson and just a better athlete. So that could be a really sneaky, sneaky good signing. The Chiefs signed previously retired Kyle Long to a one-year deal. He was out of the out of the league for a year, so I don't really know how that's going to work, but it's worth kicking the tires and and you know seeing what what what's there if anything. So I don't I don't mind the the deal. This one right here next Hassan Reddick signs a one-year deal with the Carolina Panthers for eight mil. Good signing there for them. It's a one-year deal, so if it doesn't work for either side, they can obviously get out of it, but they can also extend it if needed. And unfortunately, he kind of made his name against the Giants last year, and then I believe the next week against, oh, shoot, maybe the Falcons or someone like that, he had another good game. Uh, But he's someone that I would have loved to see in the Giants' defense you know, I don't know for sure that he would have fit with what Patrick Graham wants, but it looks like the intangibles were there and he could have been a, certainly a good player. But when you're eight mil, you know, probably not anything we're going to we're going to do. do. <laughs> Obviously, I mentioned earlier, Marlon Mack, one year, two mil, re-signed with the Colts. Great signing for them. You know, I, I think it gives them another back to pair with uh, with their young guy that they have there. And. You know, he can eat up some carries. I think it'll just be a good fit. Taylor, yeah. And, yeah, you know, the rest of the stuff, I would say nothing too crazy. You know, Jayon Brown signed a one-year deal with the Titans. A.J. Green is signing a deal with the Cardinals. One-year deal seems to be the trend this year, which I'm not surprised about. The Dolphins signed Adam Butler to a two-year deal. Oh, I'm sorry, actually, the... Oh yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins signed <laughs> former Patriot. Um, there's still rumors flying around that Deshaun Watson is going to end up in every team, every team in the league. So who knows there? Most recently, it sounds like the Panthers are really you know making a good push to try to sign him. The Raiders signed John Brown. They like speed. Not that surprising. 49ers signed Alex Mack and. Trent Williams to a six-year deal worth up to $138 million. Kind of a crazy deal there. The Lions signed Jamal Williams to a two-year deal worth up to $7.5 mil. Seems about right. I mean, that's a little bit more than what someone like Devontae Booker got and, and some others. Another big Washington football team signing. The Bengals signed William Jackson to a three-year deal worth up to $42 mil. They were hurting a little bit after losing Ronald Darby, so that I think this will be a good signing for them. Unfortunately. <laughs> but it is what it is. The last thing I guess we'll talk about tonight is Ryan Fitzpatrick signing with the Washington football team as well. A good signing for them. You know, he's, he's a player that I guess I would never be scared of, but can always make plays, always kind of a baller type player. It'll be interesting to see him matching up against the Giants, you know, throw throw in a couple of good receivers that Washington has. And it could be an interesting combo, but I still think that 
he's going to be a one-year stopgap type of player. Obviously, that's his career. So they still need to look at the quarterback position. I don't know if it's the draft this year, if it's next year. I guess if I had to guess, it's probably next year. I think they really take one more year and develop this team a little bit further and see what they have. And honestly, I think part of that is the fact that they're still the Washington football team. I think they want to rebrand with a quarterback to be the the face of the franchise to kind of carry that rebranding in. And that makes sense. You know, it's actually really smart if that's what they're doing. I don't, you know, I, I guess I can't say that's what they're doing for sure. But it makes sense. It, it kind of leads to that. And it's smart, you know, rebrand when you have a new face of the franchise. If this year doesn't work out and you have a top pick, rebrand, get that top pick quarterback. And if it does work out, you know, you're still probably <laughs> going to have to look at quarterback. But that's, yeah, that's kind of the way I look at it. All right, guys. Well, that's all I have for you tonight. I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit of everything. Hey, I just got confirmation from the NFL Network that Afedi Odenigbo did sign with the Giants with a one-year deal. And I guess that's confirmation enough. He had 10 and a half sacks over the past two seasons. So there's a little bit of breaking news on the podcast at 10.42 at night. <laughs> Even though Jordan Renan tweeted it, I think, like an hour ago, hour and a half. So props to Jordan Renan. Um, yeah, guys, this is all I got. You know, I didn't want to bore you with a super long podcast. I just kind of want to cover the bases, cover what the Giants are doing. You got to assume there's a... a Good chance they may sign Kenny Galladay tomorrow. And if they don't, I mean, there's still a lot of different free agents out there. A lot of different different targets available. And just kind of play it by ear. But like I said, don't get too high. Don't get too low. Guys, as much as people hate Gettleman, he's kind of an idiot. But he's not necessarily bad at his job. So that's just my my take he comes off as kind of an idiot in his press conferences and stuff like that but he's done a pretty good job you know the Leonard Williams thing was really big you know had he not been able to sign him long term I think the opinion would was <laughs> shifting really hard to, to really not liking Gettleman but he's done a pretty good job with things all GMs are going to have misses don't get too high don't get too low with him guys you know if we go I guess what eleven and seven or eleven and six, and ten or ten and seven this year. Don't give him the credit. Give Judge the credit. But you know, same side. You kind of gotta, gotta. You know, if the team isn't good, you can't give Gettleman all the blame. You do have to put some blame on on Judge and and maybe Garrett. Who knows? All right, guys. That's all I got for tonight. if anything crazy happens, I'll probably record another podcast um, this week or maybe this week, this weekend. Otherwise, probably plan on next week. Hope you enjoyed the the podcast. You can find me on Twitter at onlyagiant underscore eighty six. Please uh, like and follow. And I'm on Instagram too, onlyagiantpodcast. If you could on Apple, please subscribe and leave a rating and a comment for me if you don't mind. And yeah, oh, one last thing. I'm actually going to do a shirt giveaway. I just was able to get some shirts in from Drysig Apparel, from Mark Jones. If you guys remember that that interview with him, 
uh, if you don't rem- if you didn't hear it, go back and listen. Uh, Mark played for the University of Tennessee, and then he went over and played football in the GFL, the German League, and had a great career there. And he kind of had a chance to come back to the states and and have a chance to kind of battle for a roster spot in the NFL. But he kind of decided that he wanted to start his career, started his life. So he opened up his own business called Dreisig Apparel and kind of going strong here in Syracuse. So yeah, I'm going to do a giveaway with those, with those shirts and we'll probably do just some type of like liking and sharing and following type thing um, over the weekend. So I hope you like that. And and if you like the shirts, I, I do have a picture of them already on Twitter. Yeah, let's do it. I appreciate you guys listening. Let's freaking go. go.